0: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Professional Volunteer Podcast. My name is Brian Soller, and I am your host. In today's episode, we're going to talk about tips for the new company officer. So my um, officer career began back in the late 90s. Uh, that was the first time I became a lieutenant And, uh, obviously some years have gone by since then. Um, and this is a topic I have talked about, um, quite often in the last 20 years. Um, because I know the mistakes that I made early on in my career. I recognize the mistakes that I made early on in my career. And, um, you know, I don't want to see others make those same mistakes. But let's face it: becoming a new company officer in a volunteer firehouse can be a very interesting time in your career. And um, whether you're appointed, some some departments elect their chief officers. And then those chief officers appoint their captain and lieutenants, if they have captain and lieutenants. Um, other departments have company elections where all of those um, officers are elected from your chief all the way down through your lieutenants. Um, but that can be a very interesting time in the volunteer firehouse. And I, as I sit here and record this, it is Super uh, Super Tuesday. And let's face it, sometimes at election time in a volunteer firehouse, it's kind of like Super Tuesday. There's politicking going on. Um, There's people trying to secure uh, support from other people within the fire station. And not always does the position go to the most educated most qualified person for the job um, We've all heard of the popularity contest and the popularity contest come election time at times can be alive and well and oftentimes is alive and well One thing that has um, one trend that I have seen change over the years um, that that I think helps with this a bit is, I think the days of um, no training requirements for officers uh, in lots of places, I'm not going to say in all places, but the days of not having training requirements for incoming officers and for officers as they advance through the ranks, I, I think are starting to go away. I, I feel that, that as a service, we recognize the fact that those that are going to lead us into battle, i.e. our officers, need to be trained and need to have some education in the role that they are taking on. And let's start there. So many departments have rules and regulations or bylaws which state um, what types of training requirements an officer may need to have. So let's say the, the, your, the, your lowest-ranking officer is a lieutenant. Maybe you have multiple lieutenants, but we'll say that lowest-ranking officer is a lieutenant. And um, lots of departments have requirements for once you become a lieutenant, you have to go and take certain courses. Maybe a, a fire officer one-type curriculum is one of those courses. Now, here's just my personal opinion on on this, and hear me out. Listen to where I'm coming from. I feel that if you want to become an officer in the volunteer fire service, that a course like Fire Officer 1 should be a requirement before you're elected into that position before you're elected into that position, not when you are already elected into that position. And the reason for that opinion is because I feel there are lots of young men and women, well, they're not always young men and women, but there's lots of young men and women and older men and women that um, get elected to a position they don't really realize what that position entails. And then they go out and they take a formal training program, like a fire officer one class at the state level in whatever state that you're in, that may be, um, you know, meet the NFPA standard. And when they're sitting through that class, they very quickly realize what they're responsible for, which they did not realize before, and what being an officer truly means. And when they were elected or when their peer group talked them in to putting their name down on that sheet of paper at the firehouse to run for an office, They just thought it meant they got to sit in the officer seat of the engine or the rescue or the truck. And they thought they got a different color helmet. And they thought they got a portable radio. They did not realize that they were actually responsible for people. That they were going to actually be responsible at the scene of a call if a chief officer didn't show up that they were going to make decisions that impacted people's lives. And that as a newly elected officer, you are now responsible for others. You're not just responsible for yourself. And that your role within within the organization has now changed. You can't just come and go as you please, or you shouldn't just come and go as you please, which you probably could do as a black hat or a rank and file firefighter. But now you're a lieutenant or you're a captain and you're expected to be there. The people that elected you expect you to be there and they expect you to be there at all the events that they're there for. So your role and your responsibility within The organization has made a drastic change when you've accepted that position as a line officer. And that's why I feel the educational piece of this is very important prior to becoming an officer, not when you're already sitting in the position prior to because you are responsible for people. And there, it is more than a different color helmet and a portable radio and getting to ride in the officer's seat. The transition of peer groups is another big piece of this, right? And I, and I think that might, you know, change from place to place. But, you know, we all know, those of us have been in the volunteer fire service know, um, and I mentioned it early on, um, in this episode, that it's not always the best person for the job. It's not always the most qualified person for the job. Um, it's, usually it usually comes down to the person that gets the most votes, and that could just be the most popular person. Um, but regardless of who it is, when you make that transition from from firefighter to officer, you're Peer groups are going to change, or your perception, or the perception of you within the peer group is going to change because you're no longer just one of the guys and girls. You are now in a leadership position. You are now an officer. Um, the firefighters are going to look to you differently and look at you differently, and um, they are going to probably form some opinions on on all of your. Actions And they have the right to do so. I mean, they have the right to to have opinions on whether you're doing the job um, sufficiently. Right. Some folks get into an officer's position because they just think they're entitled to have it and i'm not going to get into entitlement tonight. i think we're going to do a a full episode on entitlement in the volunteer fire service. that was another topic that was sent in to me as a request. i'm hoping to have a guest on that topic, but but some folks out there just feel that they are entitled to a position. and that's that's not a good place to be either because none of us are really in, none of us are entitled to anything. so transition of peer groups is a big one. You're gonna you're gonna see some change within your peer groups and the, and the people that you are close to. Earning the respect of those in your organization is going to be a huge challenge, because most of us have huge generational differences. I mean when i when I first became a lieutenant, I was in my late twenties. Um, I was instructing guys in their fifties and sixties, as well as firefighters my own age and then firefighters younger than me. So how I interact with those people, um, and earning their respect, um, was, is very, very important because if you don't have the respect of the people around you, you're not going to be able to lead them effectively, right? You need to have that respect. You need to earn that respect. And that's, you know, and that's one common mistake that I see in the volunteer fire service is as soon as somebody becomes an officer, they put themselves up on a, on a pedestal. They don't feel like they have to do um, all the tasks that everybody else is doing anymore. You know, they lock themselves in their office during drill night when everybody's out working. Or you know, they'll instruct people to pick up hose um, and roll hose and get the, get the uh, apparatus back in service while they stand there and watch and maybe fill out a report. That's not a good way of earning respect, all right? I don't care if you're the chief officer or the second lieutenant, all Right? When the best way to earn respect is to get down in the mud and actually do the work with everybody else. So when when you know we're at the end of a fire and people are picking up hose if they see the if they see the chief walk over with his white hat on start to roll hose i'll tell you the reaction that you're probably going to get you're probably going to have somebody come over and say hey chief i got that don't worry about it or hey lt i got that don't worry about it you know and if your answer is hey i got it too you know like i you know i, I can do this that's a respect earner right there because it shows you're not putting yourself on a different level than everybody else just because just because you're an officer all right so you you need to work on earning the respect of those around you when you get into the that new role as as an officer uh, communication uh, communication is um, you know is is a big one uh, How do you talk to people you know are you calm um, Do you have conversations or do you bark out orders? Now, obviously, you know, when we're on the scene of a fire and you're you're assigning tasks, you've got to just assign the tasks. I mean, it's not you know, we can't have a vote on how we're going to attack the fire. You need to you need to assign the tasks and get people to do the job and make sure they're doing the job. But. Even even when you're doing that, there's there's, you know, ways that you can speak to people so that you're you're letting them know what the job is that needs to be done. But you're not always in that, you know, that crazy screaming at everybody um, mindset. So communication is communication is a big one along with communication, is you're going to receive lots of opinions as an officer. You need to learn to respect those opinions. Right? You're not always going to agree with everyone. I definitely don't agree with everyone every day. Right? And I have differences of opinion with people all the time. And I can say probably one of the biggest changes in me as a person over the last 25 years is that I feel the differences of opinion are healthy, all right? And if if you and I have a differing opinion on something, that if we can talk about it, and that's the key, talk about it, all right, And I share my opinion with you and you share your opinion with me, right? We may still walk away disagreeing with one another, but how we have that conversation and if we have that conversation respectfully, it's okay to walk away disagreeing. But chances are, I might learn something from your opinion, you might learn something from my opinion, and we respect one another's opinion, And because we have a difference of opinion, because we have a different mindset or think about things differently or want to take a different approach to things, it it doesn't get personal, right? It just, it's, we talk about it, we share the ideas, we share the opinions, maybe we agree at the end, maybe we disagree at the end, but when we walk away, we respect the fact that we are both entitled to our opinion. And that's important. You know, that's that's a huge piece of this um, of being a successful officer is respecting other people's opinions. Now, going back to training. So I stated earlier that, you know, I, I personally believe that a class like the fire officer one should be a prerequisite prior to even becoming an officer, because I think it'll open people's eyes as to what, you know, what they're what they're getting themselves into. But training needs to be ongoing, right? Training needs to be continuous, right? You need to, to buy into continued education, whether it's going out to your local training center, or making sure you attend all your drills, um, researching you know, different things online, um, going to expos, going to hot trainings, um, reading firehouse, reading fire engineering whatever it may be listening to different podcasts there's tons of great podcasts out there with with content and 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 all kinds of of different things that you can that you can learn just by you know popping your earbuds in your ears but continuing education needs to happen all right and one thing that I know I've said over the years and I've heard other guys say over the years is the day that you feel that you know it all, the day you feel that you do not need any more education or training, it's time for you to hang it up because the fire service is always evolving. Things are always changing. It's not stagnant. Okay. You, you, you will never be done learning in the fire service. And if you feel that you've reached that level of mastery, that level of expertise, uh, your time has come, right? Because you should never, as long as you're doing the job, you should continue learning about the job. So continuing education is a is a big piece. I mentioned this before. I'm going to mention it again, and it's one simple statement, which should mean so much to anybody that's in the officer's role. You are now responsible for others, right? Let's let that sink in for a minute. You are now responsible for others. That statement alone should make you want to be the best you can be at your job as a new officer. Because it's not just about you anymore, you're responsible for a crew. You're responsible for the apparatus. You're responsible for everybody on that apparatus. All right? You're responsible for your crew when they're tasked with something at the scene of a motor vehicle accident, at the scene of a structure fire. Okay, You, as the company officer, are responsible. All right? And you can't pass that responsibility off. Right? So you need to think about that, and that statement alone should tie into some of the other things that we've already talked about. It should make you want to become better educated. It should make you want to continue to learn. It should make you want to seek out the senior men and women at the fire station and learn from them and learn from them, their mistakes. It should make you want to, um, talk to the, the officers above you and learn from the officers above you and learn from, um, their mistakes, their good traits, and their bad traits. Because we all have good and bad traits. And a good leader will tell you their good traits and they should also be transparent with you on their bad traits because we all know that we can always become better. None of us are perfect. All right? So again, you are responsible for others. Let's let that sink in. Don't look to change everything right away, my friends, okay? Um, It's okay to come in motivated. It's okay to be excited about your new role and excited about your new position. But don't look to change everything right away. First of all, you've got to work your way into your position. And remember, if you're a newly elected officer, that means there's officers above you. So while it's okay to share your opinions, have conversations, give thoughts, um, putting your two cents where your two cents is needed and warranted and asked for. Okay. But don't try to change the culture of the organization or try to change everything about the organization in your first two weeks in your new position. It's okay to be motivated, it's okay to have great ideas, but slow and steady wins the race, right? Unless it comes to safety. You know, when there's when there's safety violations, then obviously those things need to be handled right away. And you want to handle them right away through the proper chain of command. But take it easy. Take that motivation, put it to work, but don't try to change everything. All right. The day after you were elected into your new position. And. You know the last thing I'm going to say here is is there there's going to be some change regarding how those within your own peer group look at you. And I've I've talked to, I talked about this a little bit before. Um, that's okay, right? That's that's okay. That 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 shouldn't bother you. Uh, you decided to take this step into the officers off, into the officers ranks. Um, people are going to look at you differently. Because, again, you are responsible. And, it, and if you take your job seriously, you should be going out there, you should be getting as much training as you can, you should be learning as much as you can, all right, and, and you should be bringing people with you. Don't allow your change in position to isolate you from those that you have to work with. One of the best traits of an, of a, of an officer is an officer that tries to bring people along for the ride right so if you're the newly elected lieutenant or the newly elected captain all right and you're going out to take a training class or you're going to a seminar all right people really look up to somebody that that brings people along right you, you should want to get everybody as educated as you possibly can so you know trying to motivate people to to come along with you to training events All right. And, you know, motivating people to be the best that they can be, motivating people to get out to drill night, um, asking people their opinion. You know, maybe maybe one of your tasks as a newly elected officer is training. So, you know, asking people what they want to do regarding training, um, getting different drill ideas. um, These are all things that can keep that peer group of yours involved. So again they're going to look at you a little bit differently because you have now stepped into a leadership role so they are looking at you as a supervisor or a leader right and that's okay right but that but don't don't feel that you have to completely isolate yourself that you're you know you're now one of the officers and you can't hang out with the guys and girls anymore no you can still absolutely do that right keep them involved right keep them motivated Share your ideas with them, right? They're the ones that put you in this position to begin with. And if they put you in this position, I'm sure they want you to succeed, right? I'm sure they want you to succeed. They don't want you to fail. So these are just, you know, a few ideas regarding, uh, you know, transitioning into that new role. Um, every episode that that I've done so far, I've... I've Either come up with ideas for other episodes, or uh, those of you listening have sent me ideas for other episodes, Um, and and I'm I'm excited about that because there's days when when I can think of something and 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 talk about it forever, Um, and then there's days where I'm just sitting here saying, all right, what what can I do an episode on today? But um, again, this one was sent in as a request, Um, the entitlement. In the volunteer fire service, I think that's going to be a great one that I'm going to look to put together in the next couple of weeks. So stand by for that. Um, We've got some great ideas, um, and we've had some great suggestions, and I ask you to keep those suggestions coming. Please um, reach out to me on social media, Instagram at professionalvolunteer. Uh, Facebook at Professional Volunteer, on the web at Professional Volunteer com, and via email at Professional VFF, that's Professional VFF at Gmail.com. Send us your ideas. Uh, if you uh, know a potential guest or somebody that you think would, would be a good fit for the show, please. Link us up uh, with them as well, all right? because we're definitely um, excited about having some, uh, some additional guests on the show. And I am really, really excited uh, to say that we are uh, proud to announce that we are now affiliated with the Chief Miller family of podcasts. Uh, chief Miller is dedicated to the men and women of the fire service, and you can check him out um, on Instagram at chief underscore Miller or chief underscore Miller one and check out at chief miller media for the family of chief miller podcasts great people doing great things and making the fire service a better place thanks again for listening my friends and don't forget a paycheck does not make you a professional how you approach the job does stay safe out there